Hi, I'm Jake Cornell. I'm a comedian in New York City, and for the past 10 years, I've been living and breathing the restaurant industry. This is a show where I'll be talking to comedians, actors, bartenders, chefs, and restaurant owners about all things going out. We'll talk about restaurants, bars, staying in, drinking, not drinking, and whatever else we want. This is Going Out with Jake Cornell. Every single time I have to introduce Katie, and Katie looks at me like, you're not going to do it. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Going Out with Jake Cornell. I am Jake Cornell. You are about to hear a new voice, and that voice is Katie Brown. You're so mad at me. I'm not mad. I'm mad at myself that I keep forgetting. <laughs> Hi, Penny Lane. With us is also the dog, Penny Lane, our co-producer. Um, How was your weekend? My weekend was um, a lot. It was actually a lot. I went... It was 4th of July. It was 4th of July weekend. You were in Fire Island. This country is a trash pit. Yes. (laughs) And I was in Fire Island. Yes. Um, It was a little bit of a, I wouldn't call it a disaster. Disaster is like an over, over, we had really fun moments of it. And we also had really challenging moments of it. Like the thing is, it's like. So like how many people were you there with? So this is the issue. So this is the whole issue. Like this is like, Nate and I both said like, this is, we learned a lot from this weekend, which was basically (laughs) like, we went last year for a week with 10, as two of a group of 10. So there was like eight other people with us. Okay. We had our own house. We like partied. We like hung out by the pool. We went to the beach. We went out to dinner. Like we like fucking did it. And it was like an amazing time. And then we were going to go again this year and. Oh my God. I'm really sorry. I wasn't expecting it to be that loud. That was really no, keep bad. That in. No, keep, keep that in. in. I'm really sorry. Um, <laughs> but it was like. So when we went to go plan it, when we went to go plan it this year, it was like we had the same friend group that we were like, hey, and like I think some other some of the people in the group were like had already signed on to go to different houses. It, there was a lot of back and forth. Someone had like a wedding in Slovenia, like, and then I'm going to Scotland for fringe. So then it was like, I can't do any of August. Some people couldn't do, and it was just like, oh, this group is not going to be able to go to Fire Island together. Mm-hmm. And then it becomes this whole thing of like you have to like find other people to go with or find a house or whatever. And like obviously Nate and I want to go together, so now we have to find two a place that either has one big bed or two small beds. Da da da. So I was kind of like, why don't we just pick weekends that work for us and go and like, we'll have our own place, but then we'll go like hang out with our friends who are also there, which mm-hmm. like, in my mind sounded like a totally fine plan. Right. We get to Fire Island this weekend and it was just me and I, and then it was in our own little Airbnb that was like a bedroom in this like very lovely man's house. He was like an older uh, gay gentleman with a dog named Princess Lily. We absolutely adore this man. Obsessed. Um... So it was him, it was like us at his house, and then there was this, and then our two friend, my two of my dear friends, who are also good friends with my boyfriend, they were coming and they were supposed to stay at this hotel that's on the island, and it was like, we're not staying together, but we'll kind of be our little own, like, pod. Like, we'll be a crew, right. and that'll be good, and then we'll hang like out. easy and, people to make plans with. Easy people to make plans with, and then, like, we'll hang out with, like, all our other friends that are on the island. Our fr- I get to the island first, whatever, I drop my stuff off. Nate gets to the island, we check into the Airbnb. Our two friends get to the island. They are at the hotel and they're like, we don't have, they don't have our booking. I'm like, that's so interesting. 
And then it goes back for like 20 minutes or they're like, they're saying they don't have our booking. We're trying to figure it out. I just gave them the confirmation number. They said it's the wrong confirmation number. It's ultimately revealed that they booked a hotel with the same name in Hell's Kitchen. Oh, like they no. booked a hotel on 48th and 9th. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. So they literally don't have a single place to stay. So they ended up like staying on our friend's couches for a night and then heading back to the island or heading back to New York. So then it was like the two main people we were like going to roll with, like weren't them. We were like, okay, all right. And then it's also like, you just realize like, oh, like Fire Island, like there's like a lot of like, a lot of the days just like lounging right, and like floating and like, we didn't have a group to do that with or like a pool to do that with. So it was a lot of us like texting people being like, what's up? Like <laughs> seeing if like anyone wanted to say, God bless my, my, my dear friend, Steven. <laughs> My very dear friend Steven was there with a larger group that had a bigger house and they very graciously were like very kind about just letting us kind of like hang out with them. So literally God bless everyone in their house. So it was like, ultimately it was like fun, but there was a lot of times where Nate and I were like, what do we do right now? Like it, we, we had a lot of like, and then like you also go out and party so hard. So then you wake up and we're like alone in this Airbnb being like, what are we doing with our lives? And like going up. So it was just like yeah. a lot of ups and downs. And it's also <laughs> just like, it's very weird to be on a vacation in another place, but like dozens and dozens of people you vaguely know are there because it's all gay men, right? It's a it's very like, unique situation. Like, could, because like it, it's not the type of place that you and Nate just want to like do like a little couples weekend. A hundred percent. And I kind of wish we had done that because also Nate and I are both working a lot right now. Mm -hmm. Like, I ha I've just, I've had like a very, very, very busy couple months. And then Nate has, is working on this movie. So he's like, in the office like five days a week, like 10 hours a day. Right. So it's like, I think we both, I think we just should have, neither of us are like, you know what would really recharge me? A weekend of like absolutely partying on an island with a bunch of people we like either like closely know or vaguely know. And then like coming back to New York hungover. Like I do wish, I think if we had gone to like <laughs> Montreal for the weekend and like walked around and like done like, that might've been a better move. And yeah. but it was just like, it was just like a cacophony of like slight misses. We had a lot of fun moments throughout the trip. Like we did have like really great times, but I think it was just like maybe wrong place, wrong time a little bit. Yeah. I also just feel like there's like a lot of FOMO energy of like that weekend being like a weekend that you're supposed to have like a fun party yeah, to go to Yeah, and also like every single time someone said happy fourth to me, like my stomach turned, you know what I mean? Yeah, so it's, it's like it's there's that. It's a weird that. time to be like celebrating America, question mark. Like yeah, it's also sort of just weird to be existing or doing anything fun, feeling like we're truly slipping into hell. So it's yes. like, what you know what I mean and then I'm like and then I'm like oh yeah I'm really stressed about that what if I have a drink and it's like that's a bad coping mechanism don't do that do you know what I mean it's like, yeah and that's sort of where we're really at how was your weekend <laughs> <laughs> um I think a little less eventful it okay. seems like I, I was just chilling with Blake and um hung with his family for a bit um in and New we, York or where'd you go they are in Nantucket for the summer oh. I know it's very nice and they he has a nephew who's there and he is obsessed with Penny Lane. He's three years old and okay. is the cutest kid ever. So we just did a lot of like family, like chillness, like chilled by the pool, like swung the kid around like this. I don't know what it is, but I don't know if it's just this kid. I don't hang out with kids that much. So, but this kid really likes being like flipped around. Like all he wants is for you to like be kid. upside down or like whatever. So, and I think that's fun. I just like throw him around and. Like, yeah. he never gets hurt because he's, like, three. He's They're really, squishy. I don't think he has bones yet. I think it's all cartilage. 100%. And that's science. Yeah. My mom always said that. that She was, like, a thing. That's, like, a thing you learn when you're a young mother. Like, <laughs> oh, 
Like, take this, like, don't, my mom was, like, amazing and wonderful, but, like, she did say, like, she was, like, you, when you first, like, have a baby, she was, like, you feel like it's this, like, really fragile thing, and then you realize it can, like, kind of take a hit. Like, she's, like, it's, like, like, it just, like, can, like, yeah. she's, like, they're squishy and, like, floppy, and, like, it's, like, you, something will happen, you'll be, like, oh, and you're, like, oh, no, it's fine. Like, yeah. literally, this, obviously, be gentle and delicate with your babies, but, like, she was yeah. saying, yeah. Yes, I, I definitely wasn't, like like tossing my <laughs> boyfriend's nephew on the ground. But like, I was kind of like, oh, I didn't know you like kids could just like, you know, you could just like grab their hands and like throw them around in a circle. Absolutely. And like, he was like, again, again. I was like, all right, this is easy. I was, I was that kid. I was like, throw me, flip me. Like, I remember like, do you remember, did, did your parents do the thing like where you would be walking, holding each of their hands? And one, two, like, three, one, we. One, two, three, woo. Yeah. In we, my, we were a woo family. Oh, okay. okay. Um, but so that like, it's sort of like really hard when your parents are like, hey, you're too heavy for that. <laughs> and then eight months later, get divorced. You know what I mean? And it's like, and you're like, okay, so now no one can hold my other hand. Great. You totally, know, like, totally. so I think like, but I did love, I was like, I, like being, when they would like, you know, like the uncle that would like throw you up in the air. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Like, I, and I have these memories. This is, I, something that's really funny is like when you look back on memories from childhood and then you realize like the adult details you missed. Like, I remember like, I was like, why is it that sometimes it was totally okay because like they were throwing me around and everyone thought it was funny for like someone to be throwing me up in the air. And then other times my mom would be like, like, Josh, put him down. And I'm like, oh, yeah, because Josh probably had had nine Was beers. Drunk, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, I th- and I'm like, throw me. I think the reason, like, because, again, like, I don't really know much about children, but I, I feel like their lives must be, like, kind of boring, and that's why they like that shit. Like, I, like why else? <sighs> See, here's the thing. Like, they don't have, like, anything to do. But they also don't, they have not, they have not been given the need to have anything to do, and that's what's beautiful about childhood. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not saying, like, being a kid would be hard or anything. I have, but, like, it seems really boring. It seems boring to us, but I have these memories. I think about this, mem- like, I have these memories of waking up when I was a kid and having these thoughts of, like, what am I doing today? Like, because, like, obviously, like, there are the things where there's, like, plans. So when your mom's, like, tomorrow we're going to your aunt's house, we're doing this or whatever. You know yeah. what I mean? And there would be these days when I was, like, not, like, a little, little kid, but probably, like, eight, nine, ten. I have these memories of, like, waking up on, like, a, a day and, like, realizing, like, it was a weekend day and that, that we didn't have any plans and being, like, I can do whatever I want today. Like, and there was a there was a joy that I felt on those days that I I feel like if someone was, like, what's the most joyful? It's one of the most joyful feelings I can think of is, like, these moments where I realized, like, the day was my oyster. Like, I could do whatever I wanted. I felt I could, that way as an adult. See, as an adult, <laughs> the void crushes me. Like, the void of an un, an open day. A little bit less now <laughs> when I'm – I think it's, like, inversely correlated to how busy I am. So, like, yes. if I have a lot on my calendar and I'm really busy and then there's a day where there's nothing going on, I do love that. That's, like, the best feeling in the world. But if you have, like, a bunch of days where you don't have anything going on, especially when you're, like, me and you're, like, it's, like, I'm essentially a freelancer, right? So it's, like, I'm, like, well, I'm rotting. I'm actively (laughs) decaying with this empty time. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I think that actually, like, having too much time on one's hands is very, it's kind of depressing. Like, when you have nothing to do. But, yeah, if you have, like, one day and it's, like, a nice day out and you can just, like, kind of wander around the city like it's so nice yeah katie's an advocate of the six-day work week (laughs) (laughs) no but that's actually that's actually why there should be a four-day work week because you can get two days for errands and then one true day of nothing no one wants to work anymore (laughs) (laughs) look i think i find the kardashians fascinating that was genius pr like we talked Mm -hmm. about that for so long oh i know but like do you watch the show the new one i am not caught up but i have seen a good amount of it I just can't get myself to do. It. I used to like when I was in middle school. Like I used to love. Same. That's actually up why I. 
that's why I started this one was because I watched it when I was younger and mm-hmm. then it was like I it went to college and like it way got away from me and there's yeah. been like a hundred seasons since then so I was like I can't like enter back in but then yeah. with the Hulu one I was like curious one what it would look like because like I know the format of the original so well it's exactly the same it's the, the same. new one but yeah this one the new one's the same but it was like I was just curious to be like, oh, this is like a restart. I can like get back in. Wait, what are your feelings about the girls? Like, which ones do you like? I don't like have, I'm not like watching to the level where I'm like, who do, the thing is, I actually do find Chloe really funny at times. Yeah, I actually me too. do think Chloe Kardashian is really funny at times. Um, and I find Kim really, really interesting. And <laughs> like, it's um, a good word for it. I really like, I actually do like overall think I like her. Like, I think like she's very clearly intelligent. She can be, the thing is like Kim can be funny in like unintentional ways. Whereas like Chloe, I think is like an uh, intentionally comedic person. Yeah. Courtney, I can't really do, the Courtney Travis situation right now is not my bag. It's so embarrassing. Especially as like a kid whose parents got divorced and they were like remarriages, like watch it. I'm just like, this is a lot. And I don't like. I just don't understand why like adult straight couples feel the need to like put their tongues in each other's mouth and post on Instagram. Yeah, it's not my it's not my bag. Who wants that? Who's yeah, it's excited by that. It's not my bag. Um <laughs> in a lot of ways, but I just <laughs> I think know. that in so many in ways. In so many ways, but I don't like have an issue with any of the Kardashians currently, I don't think. I mean, Kendall and Kylie, I don't think I have as much of a connection to because when I was watching not that I feel connected to the Kardashians. They were like, like kids. They though. were like the kids on the show. So I wasn't yeah. really like watching. They really didn't become like the Kendall and Kylie they are now until I like wasn't watching. Yeah. Um, and Chris is camp, you know. Chris is camp. Chris is camp. I want Chris to be on a Real Housewives franchise, but I know it'll never happen. But like, She'll never do that. Yeah, but like. Yeah, she'll never do it, but I would just. Really... The thing about them is, like, at this point, like, this is what's interesting about them is that they have, like, in a way that, like, no one else does, they have, like, almost complete control over their narrative and their image in this way that's, like, scary. You know what I mean? So it's like she would never go on something that, like, Andy, like, someone else is in charge of. Like, that's fair. That's fair. I saw Andy Cohen in the wild. Apparently, like, I'm, like, the last person to see him. He's... I feel like everyone sees him everywhere. Were you surprised? I'm, like, the thing about when I saw him, I was like, oh, this man is very attractive. Oh, when I saw him, I was like, oh, my God, he's so small. Oh, really? Yeah, he looked really tiny. I don't maybe think you saw was, Andy Cohen. I did, but he was with maybe, like, maybe tall people. I don't know. But he, I did see him. Oh, okay. It was very, because everyone was staring at him and taking sure. photos. So, okay, so <laughs> I it knew it wasn't, Andy Cohen. <laughs> it's definitely Andy Cohen. But I was like, oh, I, for some reason, thought he was going to be, like, bigger. He's hot. I think he's hot. Yeah. Is he? I don't know. He's, like... I like it. I I like find him. I find like I find him attractive. I've seen a picture of him where I was like, he's hot. I'm not like I'm not like poster on my wall like Andy Cohen, but like I do think Andy Cohen is like objectively hot. <laughs> you know. Yes, I feel like he's one of those people that like I would want to be friends with because he just like would know all the tea. He like, also has. Do you know what it actually is? It's this is. I actually have never realized like of this phenomenon until this moment, and this is why I think Andy, part of what I think make, makes Andy Cohen hot to me is he's one of the few celebrities we have that. Um, you only see in a suit, and so then, so then like when he the, posted, one of the non-politician public figures that's that's always wearing a suit. Yeah, not like one of the like rotting corpses of on C-SPAN, like an actual like, celebrity <laughs> that you see in a suit consistently. So then when they hot. show up in like a white t-shirt and jeans, it's really hot. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like Seth Meyers in like a white t-shirt and jeans, I would probably be like, oh, that's hot, because it's like you're seeing like the casual cool version of like this person who's always. Except I feel like recently Seth has been like not wearing suits on on late night, but like. 
Jimmy, like they, I just think that's probably part of it is like when I see the photo I'm thinking of when I saw Annie Cohen, I was like, oh, Annie Cohen's really hot. He's wearing a white t-shirt and jeans. That's fair. Wait, do you have like an ultimate celebrity crush? Like, it, is it Andy Cohen? Oh my God, no. Wait, that was so rude to Andy. No, it's just, that's not. And if you're listening to this, Jake is still down, but like, um, you're not number one on the list. I don't think we just, my friends and I were just talking about that. At this point, no, it's not. I don't think I have a number one celebrity crush. I don't think I have like, I th- I'm trying to think who I find really attractive. Can't think of a single person. I can't, why can't I think of a single person? You can't think of a single celebrity's name. Well, I mean, it's, it's just like there. I'm trying to think. When I was like, when I was younger, I was like obsessed with Jake Gyllenhaal, but that is like less now. That's like. Do you have like a current like a like I feel, of the moment crush? See, I my favorite tier of people to have crushes on are like the third, like the non-player characters in your own life, like the people who don't know a name, you, you don't know the name of, but you like name someone you like see at the gym all the time. Yeah, like something. hot gym guy or like the checkout guy at like this grocery store that you like see. Like those, those are, are way more fun than celebrity. Crushes, that's what I'm saying. Actually. Like that's actually where I put a lot of my crush energy is to like those people. Like I have crushes on like those people. Yeah, like, that's fair. Yeah, and I think. That and then, and what's also fun about those crushes is there's a world where you can actually parlay that into something that actually happens in your real life. Do you know what I mean? I think that's why that they it feels too real almost. I'm like, uh, I don't know, I don't have the energy. I hear what you're saying, <laughs> I hear what you're saying. Like, if you, if it's one thing if you like are pining after someone who's like so ungettable and they like will never know your name, it's another thing like the checkout guy, it's like, eh. I don't know. I don't have the energy for that. There's like too many real people. So in my you life. wouldn't like. It, let's say, and like, I'm just curious. Like, let's say, like, checkout guy. There's like a checkout guy that like is your crush. Would you like flirt with him for fun? Even though you've, and, like, obviously you have a boyfriend. I'm not saying like you like are trying to get on a date, but like if he's flirting and you're checking out, are you gonna be like, this is fun. I'm gonna flirt back. I think I would unintentionally. <laughs> <laughs> it's just part of my personality. I hear what you're saying. I've been told, like, I feel like. I feel like this is just like part of being a girl though. It's like people think you're flirting if you're just being friendly. I'm not talking about that though. I'm talking about like when someone is clearly flirting. I don't know if I've ever been flirted with. Yeah, there's literally <laughs> there's literally no way. I'm like, I'm like, wait, now that you're just saying this, like maybe people are just talking to me and I don't like <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god, they're all addicted to me. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I just asked you like <laughs> how many bananas you want. No, like, yeah, yeah. That wasn't like meaning anything more than that. That, was, that wasn't innuendo. <laughs> I'm genuinely asking. This is my job. <laughs> no, I probably wouldn't flirt back because I'm scared. Like I, I'm like, I'm like weird and awkward. Sure. <laughs> With strangers. Sure. No, but I do. I really love a third party crush. Like a, a, someone in your life who you have a crush on, but you don't know who they are. That's like really fun for me. I think that is fun. And I feel like, those are always fun, like you te- like when you text your friends and you're like, saw gym guy again. Like Yes, and that's actually also why I think one of the hottest things you can do or be is not on social media. Like yes. if I can't stalk the you. The air of mystique. Oh my God, that's so hot. If it's like, if it's like, like if you're out, like hypothetical, I'm like in a restaurant that I go to and there's like an absolutely gorgeous server that like I'm into, mm-hmm. right? And not like I'm like, tr- like just like for a fun crush sort of thing. Yeah, and yeah. And then you're like, Talking to like one of your friends who also works at the restaurant, you're like, "Who's that? I want to do a stock." And then they're like, "They don't have Instagram." It's like, even better. That is so. All information I'll ever learn will be organically from the real world, and this will feel like a real crowd. Like that's and so it can ruin it for you because most people are awful on social media, especially men. I know. I would rather have a crush on someone who is terrible and not know. Right. 
and then let the crush peter out. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They have a crush on someone terrible, stalk them, find out that they're an absolute fire pit. Then it's ruined. And then it's ruined. And then you feel like a weird guilt and shame for having had the crush, where it's like, it could have just fizzled out, you know? Yeah. I feel like I have that not with crushes, but just like random like people I feel connected to, just like in a like, <laughs> like friend way, where like, okay, this is like really specific, but like <laughs> there's this one guy I walk by on my route to work every single day, and he's like um, like a doorman at a hotel. Okay. And every single day, he acts like it's the first time he's ever seen Penny Lane, and gives and like goes down. He's like a large man, like guarding the building, and then he gets up. His voice is like this, <laughs> and he's getting on the ground, and he's giving a treat. And I don't know what it is, but I'm just like, I love you. I have no idea what your name is. We've never talked. You've, he's only ever spoken to the dog. Yeah. And yet, like, I do feel connected to that man. I love, like, I love relationships <laughs> like that. I love relationships like that. And I have, I feel like, like, when I was on Fire Island, like, I was, like, talk because there's, like, the two sides. There's, like, the Pines and, like, Cherry Grove. And, like, the Pines is, like, where, like, it looks like a bunch of Ken dolls were, like, animated to life. And then Cherry Grove is, like, a little bit older and, like, sleepier and, like, towny vibes. Which one do you go to? Well, you can, like, they're connected. So oh, okay. Both times I've stayed in Fire Island, but I really like Cherry Grove. Like, I would... I think I would prefer to stay in Cherry. Mm, it's hard. Because, like, one, in terms of, like, practicality for, like, walking to the parties and stuff, like, one's better than the other. It just depends. But in Cherry Grove, there's, like, a, like an older, sleepier vibe. And I just love, I love, like, older people that, like, older beach people is, like, my favorite category of old people. Like The ones that are, like, people. leathery. I love it. I like, love those people. Just, like, and they ha their voices are, like, between the salt water, the cigarettes, and the booze. Like, their, their voices are, like, disgusting. Like, I love that. And, like, it's, like, I just don't. Yeah. I'm, like, don't tell me your politics. Don't tell me your politics. Yes, yes, like, yes. I just don't want it to be spoiled. They're you know? always wearing a pair of sunglasses where you're, like, where would one even buy a pair of sunglasses like that? Oh, absolutely. Like, <laughs> giant Oakleys with the fucking felt thing wrapped around their neck. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, oh, I love it. They're, like, talking. They they do all their phone calls on speakerphone. Like, no one knows why. <laughs> My dad does that. <laughs> I was like, Dad, you can't do that. We're, like, in a store. And he's like, why? I know. It's, like, very funny to me when people do that. They don't understand. I feel like they don't understand that. The, like, older people don't understand sometimes, like, the phone call etiquette. Like, people at the grocery store, like, do not need to hear, like, your doctor's appointment being made on aisle seven. Yeah. I don't fully get the impetus. For, because I do feel like that's actually a thing where it's, like, it's, I feel like at the beginning it was, like, the first time we were seeing people take speakerphone cell phone calls was on Housewives because it was, like, they didn't have the technology to have the phone call the other end and they hadn't thought to, like, re-record the phone call on the other end. So, like... They still do that. No, even I know. Today. But, like, th I it's think that so was... so funny. They first did that on Housewives and everyone was like, why do these women take speakerphone calls? Like, we weren't thinking from a production standpoint and my mom right. was like, why do all these women talk on speakerphone? And I was like, it's so you can hear it. Yeah. But I think people didn't realize that it was for production so then people thought, like, that's a normal behavior. Trendy. And so even. now people do it. And then it's like at this point we're like far enough out that it's just like it's left being cool or trendy or modern to just like your dad does it and doesn't know why. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yes. Absolutely. But you know I, I do speakerphone everything at home though. Yeah. At home. Or honestly, like I'm a big AirPods in my house where the yeah. issue with that though is that I have a roommate and we have a like a our apartment is like a duplex, so like her room is upstairs and mine is downstairs and like I'll just be like in my own world downstairs and I like will have my AirPods on with the noise canceling thing, like cleaning something like fully like immerse in whatever I'm doing. And she sneaks up on me and I scream as if like it's like <laughs> as if there's not just like two people that live in our apartment. No, it happened could, yeah. this morning, <laughs> in fact. So I think I need to stop doing that and do the speaker. Yeah, I'm very pro speaker. Um, I think it's just nice to make it, it's sort of like 
having like I I now have podcasts playing from my phone on speaker in the way that I feel like people of the generation before would just have the television on playing. Yes. It's like my background. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like taking a phone call. Like sometimes when I'm bored and there's like I've listened to all the podcasts that I like listen to that week. I'll just like call my parents and like use it as kind of like background noise too. (laughs) I'll be like, dad, tell me about your weekend. And I'll just like go to work and I'm like walking (laughs) like it's like. (laughs) That's really cute. That's like the most pure form of like entertainment I've ever heard. I just call my parents and have them tell me about their day. But I like I'm like using it as like my like background like white noise. (laughs) Yeah. Really relaxing. And then you'll be like totally. And they'll be like. I asked you a specific question. I don't even think they care if I'm listening or not, honestly. <laughs> I feel like they just like to hear themselves talk. Like, I'm on the phone. We connected. It's beautiful. Okay, well, we care if you guys are listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so we'll l- shut up so we can get to the episode. Um, this week's guest is one of my dear friends. Um, she is a native New Yorker. Um, she is a stand-up comedian. She hosts a show called Starfuckers at Union Hall every month where everyone on the lineup is the same astrological sign. It's very, very fun. I have done it. It's a great one. Um, she is so funny. I've known her for years, and she really just brings me so much joy. And she's a good time to go out with. So please enjoy me going out with Carolina Teresa. I'm so excited. I feel honored. Of course. Um, I So I would say you and I have had a few nights out together. I would say not many, but they've all been good. You know, like mm-hmm. post Starfuckers, post, just, they're often post show or we did have, and then also New Year's Eve was good. Yes, New Year's Eve. And I was excited to talk to you. I think you're the first native New Yorker I'm having on the show. Yeah, good. <laughs> and I think that's, it's vital. It, I can't do a season of show, talking about going out in New York and not have someone who grew up, like fucking grew up in the city to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And so I guess maybe, I guess we'll start with like the broad question of the show and then tie it into growing up in New York. But like for you in general, what does like going out mean to you? Well, going out changed. I feel like going out changes. Like, now I'm way more chill, right? But I think I'll, some some habits will never die. Like what? Like, <laughs> I'll take a to-go bottle on the train if I need to. Yeah, you gotta. A roadie is I, vital in New York. A roadie is vital, but I feel like I was doing roadies, you know, back in the day when I was young. Oh, sure. And even now, still, I'll be like, let me just pour some in a little... On my way. Um, what else? Or get into the Uber. I guess it's changed because I'll take that to-go bottle on the Uber. And before yeah. I feel like when I was younger, I took less Ubers. Ubers, I'm definitely more pro-Uber as I get older. It's becoming more and more of a thing, which I think is natural. But what was the question again? Just what does going out mean to you? And then going out means, you know what? To me, and it's always been this way, like I'm a spontaneous go-out ass bitch. So I don't need plans to go out and I can go out after the gym. Drop of the hat, you're down. Yeah, like I can go out after whatever. So I don't need to be dressed up. I don't need to have makeup on. I I think I have a good ass time. Going out means just like enjoying the moment. For me, it's more about like the moment, the fun that I can have and less about the scene, especially as I get older. I, I feel something. Are you generally down? Like if someone, if you get a text that's like, wait, do you want to go out right now and grab a drink? Are you usually saying yes or do you be caught in the right moment? I need to be caught in the right moment. And it really depends. But the thing is, 
that is different than like my trap is once I leave my house and someone's like, do you want to get a drink? I'm like, that will always lead me down the wrong path. <laughs> if I'm in my, if I'm in my house, I'm making a rational decision. That's how I end up places. And I see photos of myself and I'm like, what the fuck am I wearing? And oh like, yeah. You're like, on. it's the middle of the day on a, it's the middle of the, it's like an eight o'clock on a Thursday night or like a Tuesday night. My ass is drunk out. God yeah. knows. Where. And that's in, like, where my man. Yeah. 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 But it is, but that once you're already out and someone's like, do you want to just, it, it, that's so hard to say no to for me at least. But it always ends up where it's like, I'll, me and my friend, a friend will sit, like, for example, I got my teeth done by Maya, our friend. My, shout out to Maya Deshbrook, the best dentist in New York City. Best and best, York and City. one of the best comedians. One of the best comedians. I got my teeth done by her, like, on a weekday in the middle of the day. And we said, oh, let's just grab a bite to eat. Cut yeah. to, we're at a table. It's mad bitches there now. It's like, a couple <laughs> of our friends. Then our friend Marie comes with, like, her situation at the time, he's buying us shots. He's buying us more food. Uh, I love it. Food. I'm wasted. I've somehow taken an edible and like, and the night just continues on. And it's like, I literally just got a crown put in. <laughs> what but the fuck I, am I doing out here? But I, when, the, when the night sneaks up on you like that and you're like, wait, I'm having one of the biggest nights out of the year. For me, I feel like they feel more fun because there was no buildup. There's nothing that it has to answer for. There's nothing that it has to like account for because they didn't spend like any sort of time like looking forward to it. It's just like suddenly we're here and it's like happening. Yeah. Like I feel that way about, I actually just, cause I just had Gabe Gonzalez on and we talked about that night we all went to Bogota, that restaurant after mm-hmm. Starfuckers. I was not planning to have a big night that night, but then we had a really fun night. Yeah. And I, that was a nice little surprise for me. No, those are the, those are the best ones. I love that. So what was going out like growing up in the city? You grew up in Queens, right? I grew up in Queens. And when so you were younger, what was going out like? Okay. So you mean like high school? Cause I feel like I didn't do anything until like high school, but yeah, yeah. School, <laughs> like I'm not going to lie to you and act like I was this like wild, crazy bitch. Cause I wasn't, I was a chubby little theater girl. I went to a performing arts school. I just wanted yes. to go see Broadway shows and sing karaoke and like go to Virgil's. What's Virgil's? Virgil's is like this place by Times Square that has like this, like they just have big platters of food. Oh, it's like a, like a Carmine's. No, Carmine's, I feel like, is a little bit more elevated. Okay, okay. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. I'm seeing a Broadway show tonight. Maybe I'll go to Virgil's after. Where are you, where are you going? What are you seeing? I'm going to, I'm seeing Company. <gasps> oh, Larry saw that. He said it was amazing. My friend had an extra ticket. I'm not, like, a huge musicals person, so it's not like I'm going, like, I don't know a single song from Company, um, but I'm excited to see it for the first time. You're going to like it, and you're going to like the songs. The songs are the best part. Okay. That's usually how a musical is, I feel like. The songs are usually the best part. No, sometimes it's about like the razzle dazzle and the pizzazz and the songs. Oh, like, that. Oh, like the set. Yeah, that's fair. Are you yeah, a big musical theater girl? Very, huh? Are you a big musical theater girl? I did not know that about you. Yeah. I love that for you. Yeah. I was, okay, wait. So I was going to say so for me, it was like either that or like growing up in Queens, like it was just like hanging out at your friend's house or going out to eat. It like different, like, you know, Queens has the best food. So like we have different kinds yeah. of restaurants. So it was like eating Filipino food, eating really good Italian food. If you're going to Williamsburg, because back in the day, 
Williamsburg used to be very Italian. And you go yeah, to Williamsburg, yeah. pizza, Italian food. You go to Woodside, get your tacos, Filipino food, whatever. It was more like that. And then as I got a little bit older, it was about like, you know, boys with cars sometimes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, who had yeah. a car and like chilling. And it got a little bit more like going over to people's houses. Like whoever was like letting their, whoever's parents was letting them like, you know, have fun and like have drinks and their friends over in the basement and things like that. So it was like kind of like that, but it was also very much like, I feel like when we went out, it was like to go do something like to go to a museum or go to a theater or to go to some kind of like thing. It wasn't just like so much as just like hanging out with each other. Then as I got older and I started going to college, that's when I, and I would come home for winter breaks and I have my little fake ID at my ID. She's 5'11 and I'm 5'4. <laughs> but it was working, okay? People don't and look. That, yeah. Absolutely. And that's when I realized that, and I look back on it now, so like, I went to more gay clubs than I went to straight clubs for sure. As a child, yeah, that makes sense. I, I got that. Because once you're 18 and you like, because that's when I started going out, it was like 18. Splash, The Ritz, oh. and a bunch of other places that are now closed. I know. Is The Ritz gone? No, The Ritz is open. Oh, okay. The Ritz, I... the Ritz is last standing. She's not going <laughs> anywhere. Yeah. She is clutching on. Yeah, she's Midtown. got her nails in to Midtown. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. She's not going anywhere. But, like, I used to go out, out to all the gay clubs with my best friend Paris, my friend Soraya, and, like, and then my friend Soraya, she's also a dancer. So she and was a dancer back then in this, like a, like a choreography dancer. Not on the pole. Okay. Not to say there's anything wrong with that because coins are coins. Yeah. But she was like dancing professionally when we were 18. So she knew like a lot of choreographers, club promoters. She knew that how makes to get sense. Like, If I was going to a straight club, it was because Soraya got us in somewhere with like bottles. We used to go to the box back in the day. This was like before it became like. Carolina, you're fucking cool. Like just hitting up (laughs) the gay clubs in the box at 18. I was in. My ass was drinking dollar PBRs. Like. (laughs) No, I don't even. But to me, like, because I think I was in school. So like. I didn't really Wait, get... where did you go to school? I know this, but I'm forgetting. Ithaca. It's upstate New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ithaca. So this was like going upstate New York and then coming home for like weekends or, you know, Christmas breaks and stuff like that. Yeah. I would be doing all this cool shit, but I didn't really understand the gravity of it because like I wasn't here in New York. Right. And it wasn't like you were going to the box because it was the box. You were going to the box because your friend was like, I can get us into this place. And it just happened to be the box. Yes. Which is the coolest way to go to a place. Like, if you're going to some place to be like, I'm being seen, it's kind of lame. But, like, if you're just, like, part of what naturally occurred there, that's, it's very organic to me. That's why it's so cool to me. Even from a young age, and I think that spoiled me. I mean, I was doing, I was doing, what's the place, the, the, the crazy party with the hot tub, meatpacking district. LeBain. LeBain. I was doing LeBain, like, back, back in the day. Damn. Like, but those, like, I would end up at LeBain after, like, I'd be like, I would go to a yoga class. My friend would be like, what are you doing? And I'd be like, all right, let's go get something Like, in LeBain and yoga pants? Yes. 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 (laughs) That's so fucking iconic. (laughs) It would be, like, it would be one of those things where we would just end up there and even to this day, like, sh- she is the plug. Soraya is the plug. 
you and because so you're obviously very close with Melissa Rich, who was on this mm-hmm. podcast as well. And also, you another plug, another plug, another plug. But you both have, I think, a little bit of that, like I like a little bit of that charm to you, or like you have like a little magic to you, where it's like you have the ability to have a night where it's like, wait, how did you end up at that party? You know what I mean? I'm like, who did you know? That, like, what happened? Like, how did? Like, I will see. Melissa, Melissa is the queen of how did we get here? Every yes, yes, time, hundred percent. You're like, what, how am I in this basement? Why does this man have a bunny suit on and they're playing disco? Like, what's happening? Yeah, it's truly, it's truly, truly wild. I don't understand. I've never had nights out like the nights out I've had with her. Yeah. Yeah, but she'll I, take you Yeah. And I'm thankful for it. I can't do it often, but when I do it, it's good. Oh, my goodness. I don't have the stamina anymore, but I used to. Honey. Yeah. I mean, if you were doing that when you were young, you were building stamina early. LeBain at 18 in yoga pants, that's like early. <laughs> You're setting the groundwork for some good skills. And I used to show up like, and then also when I was younger, my cousin, who used to date like all these like athletes. My cousin used to date athletes. And then I had another friend who used to like specifically be like, I'm only dating athletes, rappers, actors. Right. Know what, if you know what you like. Okay. And so then I would show up to the, my, I would be, you know, and this was like a little bit later. So I would say this was like after college when I've like early twenties, early twenties doing improvisational comedy in my little like (laughs) dresses, my sneakers and my little backpack. And I would show up to these, like, and these were like the nice clubs. This was like your marquees. This was like, but also like the urbanish type clubs. Cause it was like, you know, players. I don't know about bounce, but there's one on the Lower East Side. I can't remember Avalon. No, no, no. That's old, old, old. Um, there was one on the Lower East Side. It was like a big place where it was like popping bottles and rappers and athletes would be in there. Monarch? No, that's a rooftop. No, that's a rooftop. I'm trying to think about other places I've been, but like places like that. Oh, what was it? Gold Bar. That was another yeah. one. Okay, wait. So here's my question, like about because like I've never done. I've done the rooftop moment and I've done some of the clubs, but I've never done like the Labane party moment like all of that like was it actually fun or was it kind of just like a scene to be at do you know what I mean like were you actually I think it was fun back then from what I understand now it's more of a scene to be at yeah because I'm yeah I feel like that's a fine line are you actually having fun or are you just feeling good that you're at the spot quote-unquote no see but that I was always just having fun because I didn't understand what the spot was I wasn't ingratiated in like what's cool in New York City at the time. I was just like home from school, like, where are we going? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or like I would show up to like these clubs and the, the clubs where I would go meet like my cousin and my friends that were dating, like, you know, the guys with the coin with the ching ching. I would show up and like literally be dressed in like not club clothes, sneakers, like a sh- like skirts and dresses and like a backpack. And the bouncers would be like, and I wouldn't even get on the line. I would walk to the front. I'd be like, um, <laughs> I don't want to say the guy's names, but like whatever the guy's name, I'm with him at his table. And they'd be like, no. <laughs> and then growing up, like, then I would text my cousin. I'd be like, girl, they're not trying to let me in here. And then a couple of days, you know, a couple of minutes later, some man would come and be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they'd be like, the girl with the backpack. And they'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm dying. And then I would be like at the table with all the other girls with like long, luscious weeds, yes, undresses, those thick like Louboutins with the um <laughs> the platform in the front, and they would all be Ooh. like, 
like sipping on and I would be like, okay. I'd be like pouring myself <laughs> drinks, mixing. I'd be like, y'all got ice? Tell the girl to put some more ice. And then I'd be like hanging out with these football player guys who are like, what the fuck is happening? No, but you, I, I would bet you're making that table 10 times more fun than it was before you got there. There's no question. And the other girls would just be like. They're pissed. And my cousin would be like, yay. <laughs> okay, but to be fair to you, you're not painting, for the listener, you're not painting, because when I think of you, when I see you out, you look fucking good. You turn a look. You- I do turn a look, but I think that <laughs> that's if I know I'm going out or like maybe as I've gotten older, but I feel like when I was younger, I still looked cute, but I looked cute for the daytime. I never was looking cute for the nighttime <laughs> in those situations. You know what I mean? I'd be wearing like a sundress. Sure. In the summertime. And the girls were wearing like bandeau, like like yeah. giving Kardashians at the time. Remember when the Kardashians only used to wear bandeau dresses? Like that Yeah, was there was like, no bras in the world for about two years there. It was really interesting. Yeah. And I was showing up the outfits that I was wearing was more like my I feel like it was very like girly, very cutesy, but it was not club wear. But I like that. I, I mean yeah, you. I've never, I've never once not seen you looking good. I will say, I feel like you always have a good look, except for right now. <laughs> you look stunning to me, absolutely stunning. Boyfriend shirt moment. Mm, yes, yes, yes. But um, yeah. That's, but I feel like now as I've gotten older, like I still like to go out. I still like to party. I feel like when I was younger, I was out so much, drinking, doing other mm-hmm. things. You know, there's nothing I haven't done. I don't think. And, but now, like, I still like going out, but I love, I love fine dining. Now my new thing is like. Let's get into it. Let's get into that. Cause having, cause that's the dream. I want to sit down. I want a a cloth tablecloth. I want to sit down. Oh, you want luxury dining. You want fine dining. I like luxury, but I also just like any kind of fine dining. I just want to know that the food is really good. I want to know that someone has discussed a Michelin star in this space (laughs) at least once or twice. I want to know that like the food is going to the food is going to be tiny but powerful. <laughs> do you have spots? Like do you have certain spots that you like for that? I'm always trying somewhere new. I just went to Rosemary's, which isn't fine dining, but it is You know nice. that I worked there for 4 years. I worked at Rosemary's for 4 years. I was the bartender. I'm screaming. Yeah, no lie. I didn't Did you know go to the one in the West Village? Rosemary's. Yeah, I worked there literally. I know, you worked, I know you worked in a restaurant. I know you bartended, but I didn't know where. Yeah, Rosemary's was the main one West for four Village. years. Yeah, West the West Village. Village one. Yeah, that was my – I worked there for literally four years. I was literally just there on Monday. It was West, so good. It's so – the food there is like – like I worked there because it was like a really consistent restaurant where it was like they gave me the good shifts. It was consistently busy, and the food was like really fucking solid. What did you get? I actually been there before a long time ago with my boss from work. And then this time I went back with my best friend and my husband and I got the cacio pepe. I got a salad. I forgot what the, the salad was called. Was it the chopped salad with the olives? No. And the, that no, one is but unreal. I got the chopped salad. How many the chopped chop? salad at Rosemary's is one of my favorite salads in New York City, if you're listening. That's so fucking good. It was really good. I tasted everybody's food. Um, yeah. The lemon pasta <laughs> is also really outstanding. Which one? The lemon linguine at Rosemary's. Huh? Unreal. No, I didn't need that. But then I had um that does sound good. And then I had like a tiramisu for just nice. They have a good tiramisu. I was high. Everything tasted like like <laughs> an 
everything was working at an bit. Italian restaurant. That's a that is a thing you'll have, I feel like you get a lot. Maybe this happens at other restaurants. I just noticed it happened a lot at Rosemary's. You'll get a table that has clearly been like, oh, you all ripped bong before you came here and are just here to like get. Oh my down god, I feel like fucking... they knew I was high. I feel like they knew. <clears throat> you just it's like a table, everyone's like eyes are half open and they're like, yeah, let's get the pasta. And it's like you just watch. <laughs> No, it's great. They're the easiest tables in the world. It's like, oh, yeah, they're good. They have food. They'll be fine for 30 minutes. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think they liked us because we were just like, yeah, everything's great. We were like, we love you. Me and my friend Mary-Kate, we were high, and then we got a bottle of wine. And Fuck then yeah. my husband, who is stone cold sober. <laughs> <laughs> who who asks, every time we go to a restaurant, he asks, like, what is going to be the biggest plate? And I'm just like, you have to stop. That's so me. funny. You're That's so funny. He's like, I want the most food. <laughs> I'm like, this isn't, stop it. <laughs> that is incredible. No, Rosemary's is a really solid choice. And it is, it's a nice spot for if you want something that feels like fancy and nice, but isn't like fine, fine dining expensive. No, 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 no. It's not fine, fine. But it's still pretty good. Like, I feel like when I was younger, I didn't care where yeah. I was eating or like, I would just be like, we need to eat. But now I'm like, Okay, let me look it up. Let me, or I'll see it on TikTok. I've been to Rosemary's before, but I saw it on TikTok the other day, and I was like, I should go back there. TikTok is not playing around with the restaurant recommendations these days. TikTok, I use TikTok for everything. You want to talk about going out? TikTok, I use TikTok for everything. I went to DC, and I've been going to do shows in DC for like years now. Yeah. And the first couple of years, I was going with my friends who I don't think are like necessarily partiers, and like I guess wasn't into doing the research and every time i went out in dc i was like boring yeah right you got the wrong spot my friend amina who went to howard in dc once and it was so fun but i remember the name of that place and i was really drunk and we went to a bunch of places and i was like how am i ever gonna find that again last time i went to cc i looked it up on tiktok i had so much fun i went to two different spots they were lit wait how did you go out this did you google like did you search in tiktok like dc going out like what it dc no way DC, DC ninth. And now everywhere I go, like I was just in Guatemala. I was like Google, I was looking on TikTok, like, where should I go to go out in Guatemala? Even though Guatemala's kind of turned closed down for COVID, so everything closes at eleven. So Okay. It but we have I feel like your trip looked amazing still though. It was amazing. And we did go out one night, like we we were out, but like not out out, but we were out out in Livingston in Guatemala, which is like this peninsula, but it's very much like island vibes. Okay. And Melissa and I like walked down this like dark street to the dark beach and I heard music and literally I was just following the music. I was like, it's here, it's here, it's here. <laughs> I fell flat on my face in the sand, scraped up my knee. I have a no. big scar on my knee. No. I fucking found that party. Melissa was like, dust yourself off. Come on, let's go. party, <laughs> And I was dancing. And I was like. It was just like a random beach party someone threw? No, this was like their club, but it's not a club because it's like literally like a covering on the top, but there are like not maybe two walls, but not four walls. Okay. Open air club on the beach. Open air club situation, but not like <laughs> it's very thrown to, but it was lit. It was fun. Like this thing about me is that like, I've been hurt. Like I've gotten hurt. <laughs> and I'll be like, where the party at? Mm-hmm. I yeah. broke my knee. I broke my knee in college, and I would still go to parties with my broken knee and my crutches. No, and then, and then I came home for I came home for winter break, and I was in pulse on the stage with my fucking broken knee and my. 
much is like no i like that though nothing just because what are you you don't have to what are you gonna do just sit at home with a broken ass knee (laughs) i guess that's a healthier choice but i love that you kept going no i will always keep going like i literally like i've gone to sleep and woken up i'm also the queen of falling asleep and waking back up and then Let's go, let's go. I'm so envious of that. If I've been drinking and I, and sleep comes in, the night's over. I can't. There's no second win for me once that happens. We're really, like, done for the night. And I am envious of people who can keep it going. I mean, it's not often, but if I'm determined, I will get nope, up. You can push through. Or I can leave my house late. Like, I used to be able to not to, but now I love leaving my house late. I need to get better about that because I, like... If I know that, like, the thing I'm going to starts at 1130, I'm like, I should just stay home until 1030. And then I'll have the energy for, like, what we're doing. But I, like, feel the need because it's, like, a social night already. I'm like, I have to go meet someone for dinner at 730. Like, I I fuck myself over. No, I know. I need to, like, release myself of it. Release yourself of that. I love taking my time, doing my hair, getting, like, getting my outfit together, putting on my makeup, Watching TV, eating, and then I leave. Call my Uber, and I'm there late, and I feel like I'm not out for too long. I'm envious of people who have, like, I don't wear makeup, and I don't have hair to do. Like, I have very short hair. So it's like, I'm envious of having, like, a ritual to do before going out in that way. I'm very, like, I think that would be huge for me if I could just sit down. And if I was rich, I think I would buy a shit ton of clothes so I could do the fun thing where you're, like, trying to, like, mix and match an outfit. But I have three pairs of pants and like 12 shirts I wear. So it's like, it's just not like happening in that way for me. I'm not rich and I, you don't have to be rich to have a lot of clothes. <laughs> no, I know. I just, then it's, but then it's effort. Cause you have to like be good at shopping. Mm. I That I love. I love to, I love it. But then also I make a mess in my house every time I am going somewhere. <laughs> Are you like leaving the house a mess in holidays? Like you left clothes everywhere. Like, <laughs> Well, he was just complaining that literally today he was just complaining that telling me to put my wallet away because he said he comes home and he finds all the cushions of the couch pulled up (laughs) in a disarray and he can tell that I can't either find my keys or my wallet. And I was like, and my boyfriend is the same thing where he's like, can you just have a centralized location where you always keep them? And I'm like, in theory, there is one, like, but I never oh, put them there. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm tr- That's the thing. It's not like I'm doing, I tried to explain this to my boyfriend the other day. It's like, I, I was like, you have no idea how exhausting it is being me because I lose, I can have something in my hand and lose it in my house in two seconds. And then it'll, it'll derail my entire, I'll, the next 20 minutes is me looking for it. This, my phone, always. I will literally yeah. just have been looking at it and then I'll be like, where's my phone? Yeah, it's unbelievable. It's actually unbelievable. Between my phone, my keys, and my headphones, it, I'm fucked. I'm absolutely fucked. Oh, my headphones are gone. Do you have AirPods? I have AirPods and corded because I I've, I realized if I try to carry both, it makes it easier because I can usually find one before I need to leave the house. So they're Jake, both in rotation. Two sets of AirPods. That's really tough. Lost them like, oh, I dropped them and they're gone or like I don't know where they are? Both. Damn. Both in the sense that like, and then I'll lose them one by one. So like, I'll lose one. Don't yeah. know where it oh, Actually, you're wrong. I, it's never like I dropped it and it's somewhere I couldn't get it from. It's, I just don't know where it is. Yeah. I. No, they gone. Yeah. I had my air. I, I literally, 
I lost, my, I'm on, I have AirPod Pros now because my first pair of AirPods, I was literally standing in the kitchen. I put them away in the case and then I looked down. I'm not joking. I put, I took my AirPods out. I put them from my ears into the AirPods case, put them on the counter, went and did something, came back, opened them. There was only one AirPod in the case. I was like, where is the other AirPod? I tore my kitchen the fuck apart. Never found it. Never found oh. it. Oh, I was like, where is it? You don't know. Gone, I know that. Gone. Absolutely gone. So then I bought AirPod Pros and then two weeks into losing, having the AirPod Pros, could not find them. I was like, there's someone in this, there's somewhere in this house. I'm not buying more AirPods. I'm just going to use the cord, like headphones that came with my phone and just live with that. And then like a month and a half later, the AirPod Pros turned up and I, now I rotate oh, okay. them back and forth. Oh, okay. I knew they were in the house. I was like, they're going to, God's going to bring them back to me. I bought them for my husband and I was like, oh, for his birthday or some shit. And I was like, oh, Lord. I don't want to spend this money, but I guess I should. I'm not going to lie. The AirPod Pro for me was not a, a purchase I was particularly happy with. I was like, this was not too, too fifty well spent or two twenty, whatever it was. No, I mean, if you're not going to lose it, then it is well spent. But for me, I can't, I'm not even going to buy another pair of AirPods. I'm thinking about it. I'm going to pray on it. I'm going to see, you know, kind of where the goddess tells me to go with it. Because it's like to buy a third pair, mind you, both no, of those that's were really tough. me. I mean, those other AirPods were gifted to me from my husband and my sister. But, like, now it's like, no, I got to come up with pockets. Wait, okay, so I'm curious if you feel this way. Uh, okay, so tie this into going out. I'm curious because I'm we're similar in that we lose shit all the time. I'm very resistant to taking things out with me. I want to leave with as minimal things as possible. I don't like having, I don't like having, like, a bag if I'm going out. I don't like having like mittens or a glove or a hat. I'm like, it's all going to get lost. So I'm like constantly, the winter is really hard for me for a number of reasons. I really hate the winter. But one of the hardest things, especially with going out, is like mitigating, like trying to stay warm, but not bringing hat, scarf, gloves, like just a bag. Like I just really don't want to bring any of that, but I also need to stay warm. It's a constant struggle for me. I want as little things as possible with me because the more I take out, the more I'm going to not come home with. I agree. I agree. I think that time has... Well, here's the few things. I think that time has taught me that I just need a bag that... I, well, I'm going to always take a bag because I don't have mostly pockets for the most sometimes. Yeah. And I just... So I just take something that I can put on my body or like fanny packs. I love a fanny pack. Say what you When we all really them. accepted the fanny pack back, that was huge for the culture. Huge, huge for the culture. Huge for the culture because I am the queen of... Losing the wallet. Like we were talking about the wallet, the card. The were you phone. at Melissa's birthday party where I lost my phone? At that, f- the the club from hell? <laughs> the Oh, no, 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 no. I was away. I think I was in Miami. Yeah, fully walking from the bathroom to the dance floor was like, my phone's gone. And I have no concept of when it went away. And yeah. I... Spent two hours in that nightclub trying to find that phone. Could not find it. And then they called me two days later and they were like, we have your phone. And I was like, I need you to tell me where in this nightclub you found the Mother, phone. And they were so like, lucky. I know I'm so lucky, but I was like, I, I, I was like, where did you find it? Because I tore your fucking club apart. And they were like, we don't know. The cleaner found it and just left it on the bar. And I was like, and like, it haunts me to this day. I'm like, where was this goddamn phone? Like, where was this goddamn phone? But yes, I would. You seem to find the things that you lose. I'm loving that for you. I yeah, I I've, I guess I have been fortunate in that way. You are very lucky. My the other thing about that is that like because sometimes I'm the spontaneous about going out. I'll yeah. have a bag with me. Yeah, I'll have, a bag, I'll have a scarf, and so then I'm wherever I'm at. Like 
dancing. I have like a video of me in the club in DC dancing and I have this huge backpack and I'm holding <laughs> And then I got like all my coats and stuff and then you just kind of put it in, crowd it into a section and then guard it like a dog, like and I dance know. around the part where all your shit is. Yeah, it's all like I'm very pro finding the place to like back in my like when I, I wonder, I bet it was like this in Ithaca too, in Burlington where I went to college. Like obviously everyone's wearing giant, thick, huge puffer coats because it was like negative 20 degrees mm-hmm. in the winter. And so parties, like going out in college, is, but when you were going to a bar, and it was actually kind of like this in a bar too. Like the first thing you had to do when you arrived anywhere is find the hiding place for your coat. Like behind a couch, behind a chair, in a bathroom, in the shower. Mm-hmm. Like where are you hiding the coat so that no one steals it? No one goes through it, but you don't have to carry it around the whole party because that's lame. And everyone is always like, oh, you went to school of state. It's so cold there. It's so cold there. And I'm like, yeah, but we were drunk. Yeah, we were drunk. Like we would go like when I think about it, like I was going out at night and it was like freezing. No, I I don't understand how I did it. Walking to parties sometimes. Most of the time we were walking to these parties and we were just outside taking the little roadie, drinking, passing it. But, like, it was freezing. Yeah, it, like, the level of cold, like, the level of cold it is that if it's this that cold in Brooklyn, I'm probably not going out, was how cold it was every single day in Burlington. Mm-hmm. So I was going to ask you, do you let the weather hold you back? <laughs> Usually, no, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'll go out in the rain. I don't mind the rain. Um... If it's really cold and I'm not feeling it, maybe. But I I would say no. Because if I'm like, I if it's like, if I was in the mood to go out and like the weather is kind of depressing and gross, me feeling cooped up and stuck inside is only going to make me feel more depressed and gross. Do you know what I mean? Whereas I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. fuck it. I'm just going to go out. If I'm in the mood to be cozy and then it's raining so then I feel less FOMO about staying in, I guess that's cute and I kind of like that. But I don't know that the weather is the thing that's determining whether or not I go out, if that makes sense. Mm. What about you? The rain will really fuck me up. Like, the rain the will rain. really have to, like... I mean, I gotta... I have to, like, be obligated to go outside in the rain. I hate the rain. Okay, see, rain doesn't bother me at all. I'll go out in the pouring rain. I actually, like, that's not an issue for me at all. But cold is my issue. I'm not really trying to do cold. Cold rain is the worst. But a summer rain, I love. I'll go out in a summer rain, no problem. I don't mind the summer rain as well. You're right. A cold rain is the worst weather. I'd rather it snow. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, that's for sure. So are are you a summer girl? I am a summer girl. Same. I realize that. I'm a summer girl. I'm a summer girl. Let the summer come out. Let the sun come out. I'm ready to play. But also, I probably go out more in the winter than, like, I should. I should stay home more. Same. Especially because it's hard to stay in in summer in New York. Like, every day it's nice in New York. I'm like, I why would I be inside my apartment? I want to be in a park. I want to be on a beach. I want to be on a patio. I want to be somewhere that's not my house. I want to be on a patio. Me too. I mean, I thrive on a patio. I thrive on a patio. I have a backyard. I love my backyard. Same. You have a backyard? I have a backyard. Oh, my God. Cute. When are you going to invite me over in the summer? I'll have you, wh- yeah, wait. What neighborhood are you in? Are you still in Queens? No, I'm in East New York. Wait, you have to come over soon. Wait, when it's warm, we'll, we'll have a dinner party. It'll be so cute. Okay. We have a little table, patio set. It's cute as hell. 
We have we have parties sometimes. We'll probably have a party in the summer. Oh, I love that. We'll have like an African party. We like roast a bunch of lamb and oh. we have a DJ and we just like jam. We have a good oh, time. I love that. Wait, so when you go out in general, let's talk about what are your drinks? What are we drinking? What's the vibe? It's very simple. You're going to make fun of me, but honestly, like no. I'm very much very much a vodka soda, vodka tequila girl. I just don't see what's the point of going like what I'm like I don't see vodka the soda point or tequila in- soda. Huh? Sorry, you said vodka soda or tequila soda? Yeah. yeah. Unless unless I'm like in a restaurant or or like someplace where the, it's like a cocktail bar or something specific, but I'm if I'm out and I'm trying to drink and I'm trying to dance, I'm getting a vodka soda, tequila soda. I don't see what what else am I supposed to be doing? Why yeah, for me. Doing? Yeah, for me, the deciding factor is, am I going to be sitting or am I going to be standing? If I'm sitting, like, if it's a place where we're sitting, like, we're sitting at the bar, we're sitting at a table. Uh, uh, Same thing, yeah. I'll do a martini, I'll do maybe whatever. But, like, once, if it's, like, we are standing, gin and soda always. Gin and soda. See, you're like me. You know what? I really... I am recently, and don't make fun of me, I love a lychee martini lately. No, I'm pro that. I'm actually really pro that. I think I have this whole theory that, like, that whole renaissance, there's, like, a renaissance coming of, like, that era of cocktails, the, like, Sex and the City no. era, and I respect no. it. I think that there's, like, people don't understand that, like, every cocktail, <clears throat> every cocktail that exists, there's, like, a good version of it and a bad version of it. Like, there's a delicious Cosmo, there's a disgusting Cosmo, and it's, like, yes. you can't write off the... F- the full category of that drink because of the I've bad version of it. Disgusting Cosmos. No, you can fuck a Cosmo right up, and it's gnarly. But you don't, as a bartender. Oh wait, do you know? Like when people, when you see people, can you tell? Like when they come to the bar, or when they used to come to the bar, could you be like, "Oh, they're about to order this. They're about to order that." You can kind of guess it a lot of the time, but then sometimes it would be total left field. You know what I mean? Like sometimes it would total left field me, and I'd be like, "Wait, that's not what I would have expected at all." But you can generally get the vibe. Wait, but like, if you saw me, what would I buy? What would I get? It dep- If you had come that into like... Like, this. like how I usually look. No, if you came in like full moment, if you had come into like Rosemary's, um, like in like one of your full going out looks, I would guess you would be drinking nice red wine. I'd be like, she's going to get I some good like wine. wine. But I'm a white wine girl. I only do red wine if the food calls for it. But if the food don't call sure. for it, I'm yeah, that's actually a transition I've made recently is I'm much more interested in drinking white wine than I am at almost ever drinking red. I like white wine, and Sauvignon Blanc, Prosecco's, and sometimes like a blend. It really depends on the blend. I don't like any kind of sweet wine. And like, if there's nothing else, maybe I'll have a Pinot, but like I am very, <laughs> and I like- The pain in your face at the idea of drinking a Pinot Grigio just now was unbelievable. <laughs> It's not a Pina Grigio girl. I feel like I my favorite drinks are like my roommate from college's mom. Like the way that she drink, I saw her drinking. That's the way I drink now. Those are like my favorite kind of drinks. Just and like if, re- regal light drinks, like light mixed drinks, white wines. Which white women drinks? Yes. Yeah, I do love. I mean, I love drinking. I do love drinking things that make me feel fancy. Champagne, champagne cocktails. You know, like a like a French seventy five, like that does. Yeah, wealthy white woman cocktails are very fun. Yeah, that's what I go for, and it's funny because like I, my husband doesn't drink, but like I love ordering wine with all of my food, and he's just like, 
And I feel like now I like, you know what else I really like now? I like like sexy vibes in a bar. Like I like sexy, like, like a jacket. Yeah. But also I need the decor to be, to give me a moment. Have you been to St. Maisie's in Williamsburg? No. What's it called? Something Maisie. St. Maisie. I think it's called St. Maisie's. So cute. Such okay. a sexy. You feel like you're in France and then they get like a live jazz band, but not Ooh. in a young way, but in a cute way. Like the girl's cute. She's singing. She got on like a little white dress. It's really nice. Okay. I love that. Wait, we should go grab a drink soon. I feel like we could have a fun little night. We could. We should go get a drink. We should go. Let's go somewhere like St. Maisie's. Somewhere where it's like yeah, I'm trying to think of a place. This There's a speakeasy in Fort Greene that just reopened that I like. That's kind of a sexy vibe. I want to go there. Melissa took me to a speakeasy after New Year's. Where? Which one? I don't know. I, felt, I, mean, I crashed hard that night. I was, well, you know I do. Yeah. <laughs> but I was awake. I was wide awake. Yeah, you were going. Me to this really cute place. It was like a speakeasy, but it was like a party, and they had like a DJ, and he was playing like Portuguese techno, which kind of music. What was like was the speakeasy cool. entrance? Like, what was the fake entrance you had to go through? It looked like it was kind of like a bakery or a deli or something, like a bakery, and then there was like a door. Okay, sick. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that one. I want to have a speakeasy. That's one of my dreams is to have my own speakeasy. That's cute. I could see you. I could see you thriving with that. My husband wants to open a bakery, and I'm like, we should have a bakery speakeasy at her. Well, that would be that'd be fully incredible. I feel like the speakeasy aesthetic gets shit on a lot because it is kind of gimmicky. But I'm like, I'm sorry, it's fun. Like, ultimately, it's fun. Like, spe- that's the problem. People don't know how to just like enjoy things for what they are. I Thank love you. A speakeasy. It's like I'm never gonna go to a speakeasy. Like, I'm trying to get. I'm trying to like rage. It's that's not what it's for. It's just for like getting a little buzz, a little maybe a little too drunk, but also you're like sitting down most of the time. A hundred percent. It's like, yeah, I love like the. I just I I also think there is something it innately adds that like sexy factor you're talking about where it's like oh it's like dark it's hidden like people don't know we're here like I don't know and which is largely fake it's like a registered business that is real and is not a speak like an actual mm-hmm. speakeasy but it is like i don't know there's something about it that is like effective well, mess with the illusion let us live let us live in the illusion do you do you make like mixology drinks i mean i worked at the last restaurant i worked at before i stopped working in restaurants had like a cocktail program where like part of my job description was to like every season design like one or two cocktails for the cocktail menu so like mm-hmm. i have done that but like Am I, like, in my free time now, like, being like, let me invent a cocktail? Like, no, absolutely not. Am I sometimes like, oh, someone wants a cocktail? Let me look at, like, my home bar and based on what the random assortment of shit that's there, figure something out? Yeah, that happens all the time. Um, Mm -hmm. But I'm not, like, inventing new cocktails to, like, pass the time or, like, to, like, entertain myself now. Do you know what I mean? And I also really prefer, like, in general, I really love the classic cocktails. Like I'm pretty boring. Like I like Manhattans. I like martinis. I like old fashions. I like daiquiris. I like gimlets. Like I don't, I personally enjoy all of the classics enough that I'm not kind of like trying to reinvent the wheel. Okay. Okay. I appreciate that. But I want you to make me a cocktail. No, we'll do it. That'll be fun. If you come over, we'll have you guys over for dinner. We'll have you, Melissa, Frank and Hamaday over for dinner. 
and oh we'll st- and we'll start with cocktails, and I'll make you cocktails, and it'll be fun. Oh my god, that would be so fun! I feel like the all the like couple that me and Hamid hang out with is Melissa and Frank, and we could all be like a couple. Hey, that would be really fun. Wait, because also be me really and Melissa, corny, but it has to be good people, and I feel like that would be good people. No, that would be really good people. The other thing Melissa and I keep on talking about that we're trying to do is we want to do a big steakhouse night. Do you want in on that? Yes, me and her in Guatemala, we went and had like a tama. We took my cousin and her husband out to dinner because they were taking care of us the whole time we were there. Yeah, and amazing. We huge tomahawk steak. And there was also, and then we got like this short rib thing, like this big short rib. Was the beef incredible? Like, because it was like raised like indigenously there? Like, it, yeah, exactly. It was so, all the food is like, even the McDonald's, I was like, I had oatmeal from McDonald's, and I was like, "This oatmeal got real fruit in it." <laughs> I went to I went to the Azores. Do you know the Azores? They're like islands. They're Portuguese islands in like the middle of the Atlantic. No, um, I didn't know that. Wait, I kind of have this fantasy of planning a trip. Like a group of us go to the Azores because it's so cheap once you're there, and it's like a four hour flight from New. I Island. heard Portugal was really cheap. Yeah, well, the Azores is like, it's like Hawaii for America, where it's like, it's so far away from the coast that it's like not, it's not like right off the coast of Portugal. It's like insane that it's part of the Portuguese country. You know what I mean? Like, and it feels very, I think like culturally quite different or somewhat different. But like, anyway, we were there. I went there in February of 2020 and the food was insane. And they, because everything on the island is grown there. Like they don't have to import anything because like they have, and like cows is one of their main, like, um, like, a huge part of their economy. Like they do a lot of like dairy and beef and stuff. Mm. And the, I had a steak there that was so good. I cried <laughs> like the most delicious piece of meat I'd ever eaten in my life. It was insane. Oh, and you get a big piece. That's what I like about leaving the country. You get like a big. Yeah. The meat portions are, no, are not a joke. I want that. I feel, I don't even know if I've ever had Portuguese food. Portuguese food is fucking good. It's really it's like good. Spanish food, no? It's like, like yeah, it's Spanish. It's like very seafoody. Like there's a lot of and like there's like potatoes. A very Azorian dish is there like is blood sausage and pineapple, which sounds weird, but so good. It's so good. I would eat that. Um, yeah, it's that sounds good. And there's there's good Portuguese in New York. We can go get Portuguese food. Oh, maybe that's but I do want to do. That's what we should do. I would do Portuguese food or I would do the steakhouse. I really want to do like a steakhouse and dress up and do the moment and get martinis and get a big steak and like do it. Oh my God. We could do that. Just me you and Melissa. We don't even need boys. That's true. We could do that. Just the three of us all dressed up. <laughs> Hamid is like, what's the biggest steak? <laughs> <laughs> but like with everything, even with the salad, he's like, which is the biggest heavy, which one is big and heavy? <laughs> And I'm just like, and the guy said the chopped salad. <laughs> the chopped salad's so good, though. I'm actually glad he got it. That one is so fucking good. Mm. Um, do you have any other go-to restaurants? What's a go-to restaurant? I don't know. Where do I really? I feel like I bounce around a lot because I always want to try something new. But yeah. where do I go? Oh, you know what? Kiki's. Yo, Kiki's. Kiki's. Kiki's is some place that I go consistently all the time. I know. 
it's always busy and I hate that we're giving it more promotion, but it deserves it. It's so fucking good. It's kind of hard. It can be hard to get a table, but it's so fucking good. What's it's your order so there? Good. You can order so much food. It's like reasonably priced in the way yes. that you can order a lot of food, but the food that you order is always enough. Like the portions are good. Yes. The lamb, the lamb chops, the rack of lamb. Oh my God. Yeah. It's the rack of lamb. That is my favorite. I love the potatoes. I love the lemon the potatoes. Salad, the lemon potatoes. Yeah. The beef salad. The calamari. <laughs> it's unreal. It's actually, I want to go right now. Mm-hmm. Um, they also make a fish, I think. And I like They make the- two. They have a snapper and a branzino. Mm-hmm. Can you tell I was just there? <laughs> Literally, it's one of my favorite places to go when I think about it that's like consistent. And then in Chinatown, I like to go get um, dim sum. And I like Namwa. And I like this other place that I can't remember the name. I just know it by walking. And I like Joe's Ginger. I like dim sum. Dim sum's fun. N- Namwa is really a cool experience. Yeah. There's a fun like- speakeasy next to that on Pell Street. Yes, there is. And I haven't been there. Every time I walk by there with Melissa, she's like, there's a speakeasy in there. <laughs> I had one of my best nights ever in New York in that speakeasy. Two of my best nights ever in my life. We're in that speakeasy. Fun I fact. need to go to there. Yeah. It was us. I had, we had this night. This was my first year in New York. This was like eight years ago. Mm. I was supposed to go see, my friend and I were going to go see this like concert. And in at Bowery Ballroom. And when we got there, we found out that we had fucked up the times. And it was like, we got there at seven and the show wasn't till 11. We were there four hours early and we were like, oh, fuck. And so we ended up just wandering into this speakeasy. And spent, like, four hours with the server there. She was, like, one of the best servers I've ever had. We did mezcal shots. We hung out. Like, we had, like, the best party. And then, you'll hate this part. But then, and then we got out, and it was pouring rain. And we we had left late. We, like, got too distracted at the bar. They were like, oh, my God, wait, we're going to miss the show. And then we sprinted through the rain from this speakeasy to Bowery Ballroom, showed up soaking wet and drunk and happy and like danced wet watching the show. It, I swear it was fun. It was like the best night. And then a year later we went back because the same artist was playing again at Bowery Ballroom a year later. And we're like, let's it? go. Her name is Rin Weaver. She hasn't put an, out an album, but she had like a really big song a year ago. And we were like, we liked the songs we went to see her live. I And then like, we were like, let's go again. That show was fun. And we can like recreate the night and we'll go to the speakeasy again. We go to the speakeasy. We got the same fucking server again. And she remembered us from like a year before. And we like recreated the whole party again and then did like the same thing. It was actually like so oh, fucking fun. That is so cute. I don't mind the rain. Like, like I, if it's summertime, I think I've had really fun nights where it's like summer and it's raining and you're running in the rain and you're drunk. Or even in Livingston in Guatemala, when I was with Melissa, like we left that party and walked through the rain and like took photos and had our gallos, like the be- Guatemalan beers yeah, with yeah. us. Wasted. That I don't mind the rain, but in New York in the wintertime or the fall or the spring, I don't like the rain. In the summer, it's okay. Totally. But yeah, I love those nights. See, those, I love how you see how it was like the best nights in New York are the random nights. It's never like, I mean, I've had fun going out being like, we're going here, we're doing this, we're doing that. You know, Sydney used to be a cocktail waitress at like a bunch of these really fancy places like Rose Bar and like, so I've been had fun places like those, like, but I've all, most of the time I've known that I'm going and like, you know, 
I know. It, it's funny because I, it's like I, you can't even plan them because it's like sometimes you want to. I want to be like, hey, do you want to meet for a drink at six? And then neither of us have any plans after. So in case we feel like it, it'll keep going. But also, if we want to bail on each other, we can after a certain point in time. And then it just like evolves into the fun night we want. But you kind of have to just let the alchemy of it happen naturally. That's what I believe. I don't like planning things too much. I also just hate planning. But see, I unfortunately I- love planning, but I have to resist it to let the fun of spontaneity happen. I love when people plan though. I okay. want y'all like the people that plan. I love when they plan. I mostly, That's I actually, I, I just specifically really want a dinner reservation unless we're going somewhere walking only. I just want, if we're going to somewhere that takes reservations, I just want a reservation because I, I don't, I really want to avoid the situation where we're all fucking hungry and get to the restaurant that we all thought mm-hmm. we were going to. And they're like, so it is a three hour wait. And I'm like, fuck, we have to pivot. And everyone's in a bad mood. And it just gets like, it can really throw the night off. So I'm like, I just want to know we have the table. And then anything else I can do around it and I'm fun. I feel like pre-pandemic, I never gave a fuck about a reservation. I feel like I don't even, I don't even think I said the word reservation. (laughs) (laughs) But now, because of like when they started opening everything up, like the way they were opening it up, everybody needed a reservation. And now I'm like you. Now I'm like, we have to have a reservation. I made a reservation. Like literally at Rosemary's, Hamid was like, oh, okay. Like what we're, we're going to leave. He's like, oh, can we drop off the laundry? No, we cannot because we have a reservation. We have a reservation. That being said though, the night, that night we had out at Bogota with, um, no reservation. No reservation. And there were eight of us. But, but we were walking around trying to find a spot and they were not either closing or like too full. Remember? Yeah, and I, but we, it wasn't, it took like 10 minutes to find a restaurant and it ended up being perfect. Like we really had. That food was bomb. That food was bomb. Like that's now where I would want to go eat after a show at Union, for sure. Yeah, I forget about that place. I took my mom there for brunch for Mother's Day once or her birthday or something. Yeah, it was good. And it was a party. They were like down to like let us party, which was, I like when a restaurant, when when I feel safe in a restaurant to be like, oh, we can get a little rowdy. That's fun. Mm -hmm. And they have a backyard. Yeah, it was too cold for them, but yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would love to hit that back up in the warmer months. I think that could be a fun time. Like a margarita in the backyard? Like, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, this has been perfect, and we've made a lot of plans. You're going to come over for dinner, and we're also going to do Steakhouse Night. And moving... Yeah, we'll text Melissa. We'll get her in the loop. Who's the steakhouse that she's been saying she wants to go to? She used to work Well, there's Keens that... Oh, she wants to take us to... um, Fuck, what's the one that she used to work at? Capital Grill. Capital yeah. Grill. She Have wants to take us to Capital Grill, but I we really want to, I really, I've never done Keens, which is like a New York classic. I want to do Keens. And I want to try out the new this new one called Hawksmoor that looks gorgeous. So we have Keens. our work cut out for us. Keens. K, I think it's K-E-A-N-E-S or it's K-E-E-N-E-S. I thought it was, it's. Do you think it was Keanu's? Like, <laughs> there's, there's both. Both exist, but I don't know if they're both. Um, Keens. Keens is with the double E on 36th. Oh, okay. Yes, that one. That one on 36th. I really oh want to go Oh, my God. There. I want to go there. I'm looking at it now. Okay. So we're going to go to Keens. And I'm excited about that. Hell yeah. I'm looking As at a, She's looking at the menu. It looks so good. Okay, so to we do have to say goodbye. Sadly, it is the end of the episode. And to wrap it up, I am just curious, as a seasoned New Yorker who's been who has been going out was going to Lebanon at age 18, who's been doing it for a while, someone's 
what would your do you have a little tip for a rookie who's going out a, a pro move for someone who's trying to get into this? I would say don't try too hard and just relax. Don't relax. try too hard, relax, and focus more about having fun than like where you're going and trying to be in yep. the scene in the spot. Just have fun. Anyone who's that's been like the advice throughout a lot of these episodes, and I'm always like, it's the truest one. It's the oh, it's the best thing you can do for yourself. Because it's like, have you ever seen like girls outside of a club online fighting and like just like shivering and and looking crazy? Like you don't want to be or like looking on like or like looking on Instagrams outside bars, being like trying to find a place. I'm like, can you just walk around and see a place that looks fun or just has five seats open? Shouldn't you enjoy your friends enough that you guys can just have fun wherever there's five seats? I. I will walk in. I'm like, oh, it's empty in there? Let's go in there. Same. Let's make it the place. Like, that's the yeah. thing. Is like, I, if I see an empty bar and I'm with, like, four people, I'm like, great. It's ours. Let's go. A hundred percent. This was perfect. I'm so excited for all of our plans. I'm going to start, like, physically and emotionally preparing for all of them. Me too. I just texted Melissa. Hmm. Uh, thank you for doing the show, babe. Love you. Thank you for having Mwah, me. I love you too. Thank you so much for listening to Going Out with Jake Cornell. If you could please go and rate and review us on whatever you're listening to this on, that would be really gorgeous for me in a huge way. So thank you. And now for some credits. Going Out with Jake Cornell is recorded in New York City and produced by Keith Beavers and Katie Brown. The music you're hearing is by Darby Seasai. The cover art you're probably looking at was photographed by M. Cooper and designed by Danielle Grinberg. And a special shout out to Vinepair co-founders Josh Mallon and Adam Teeter for making all of this possible. <laughs>